0: You're listening to Chameleon Church, Biblical Antidotes for the Modern Man, with your host, Ellen Aguire.
1: Good morning, Alan Aguire here with the Chameleon Church Show. I will be your host. So last night, every Monday night, we do a devotional. It's it's essentially a discipleship training program we've been doing for over a year at the Exodus to In-Gathering YouTube and Facebook page. If you go to the Exodus to In-Gathering Facebook page, you can sign up to join us on Zoom, or you can watch on Facebook, or you can watch on YouTube. Anyway, the point is, in the middle of, of the show, my camera froze. I have that issue only with StreamYard. First time I ever had that issue with with my Monday night, since I don't use StreamYard on Monday night. And I wasn't able to, to fix it or to anything like that. So my idea was when I was done with the live broadcast, I would try and figure out what was wrong with my camera. And the first thing I was going to do, so I'm using 35 millimeters, that's why it looks good. And you have depth of field. And uh, I'm using 35 millimeters, but instead of using batteries, I have the battery that plugs into, you know, you can plug it into power and the battery goes into the camera. So the first thing I was going to do was unplug that, you know, reboot it kind of thing. Well, when I went to go do that, I found the cord sitting on the floor next to, it was unplugged. Somehow, someway, while I am doing my show yesterday, uh, my camera that, when it froze, it froze because the camera was unplugged. Somebody unplugged it, something unplugged it. I don't have any kids. I was, I was alone in my office. I can't even reach it with my feet. I can't even accidentally unplug it. So that's weird. If you're a first time viewer, I apologize for starting the show like that. If you're a long time viewer, you know that I don't talk about stuff like that. Cause I'm, it's not like I'm superstitious or, you know, anyway, it was unplugged. And so I plugged it back in, checked that It worked. It worked, went to bed, came back this morning and it's, the camera was hot, so I'm thinking, okay, is is my power battery thing going out? Do I need to replace it? So I ordered another one, swapped it out with the other camera. I have the other camera on just in case I need it as a backup, even though it won't, be, it won't look right. And we've been live now for three minutes, and it hasn't frozen. So I don't know what's going to happen. It is the season. It is the season to be whatever. And so, welcome back, welcome to the Chameleon Church Show. Uh, we're live every Tuesday morning, eight forty-five a.m. Central. My name is Alan Aguirre, coming to you live and direct from the Wasatch. Back. It is Tuesday, July six. I'm um, a little concerned that summer is halfway over. Hey, here's our host, our co-host, Leonard Lenny Parada. Good morning. What's up? How's it going? Oh
0: boy, that little serpent's kicking the oh butt everywhere. God. He's he's nasty. On his on that day, you know what I found out that uh, somehow you you get a cataract because of age, right? You never get it because of other things, except the operation I just went through. It did this fast two month growth on my left eye. Now I got to have a new lens put in on the 21st. Tell me that ain't the serpent. Is that not supposed to happen? New, no, it's not supposed to happen. Oh man!
1: Well, that's not good. New. Nope. So if a, this has been a year in the hospital, man. I am. It's the weirdest thing. It's like the weirdest dead. thing. So I got. I don't know. I'm still getting. I don't know what's going on, but I'm. I'm getting all these friend requests on Facebook. I got a whole bunch of them over the weekend. I usually just sit on them, leave them alone. Anyway, because I like to actually vet them. I don't need. I don't need nonsense anyway I I, I I approved all these friends uh, requests over the weekend without vetting them that's any always goofiness?
0: Fun. any goofiness yet
1: uh, not nothing yet but I mean it usually takes a you know a little they see a couple two or three posts and then they're like oh my god you're a Satanist you're a you're a witch I like that one you're a witch uh, I'm a male <laughs> the, the proper term would be warlock dumbass but anyway um, nothing like that's happened yet But I did invite them all to join us this morning. So if you're new and you've never seen seen us before, (laughs) I apologize. Uh, You're probably wondering what we're talking about. Uh, Go back. uh, Is it it one week or two weeks? I think it's two weeks. So, yeah, go back two weeks, and we will tell you about uh, it's a season called The Basilisk and it's just a lot easier if you just go back download the notes and watch the show anyway so uh, yeah i don't know uh yeah apparently we you know what we're doing is important that, that's what we're that's what i'm told uh, i don't think it's why do we have loose dogs out here oh new neighbors okay a little house two doors down just sold for a gazillion dollars and we've got some new some new people good morning i must be the the lady of the house um so but here's the worst thing the house across the street was bought by californians and they're not living in it
0: it means renters
1: they're gonna rent it yeah it's not it's back on the market as a rental across the street from my house
0: what the hell oh
1: wow and you won't even believe you won't even believe how much they sold that house for.
0: Prices are going through the roof. And,
1: but people are buying. But you know what? Californians are coming in. So I don't know if you know this, but like 80% of Main Street here is owned by Californians. Jeez. We found that out like five years ago because we were looking at some property, some commercial property. The majority of Main Street is owned by Californians. The house across the street by by a Californian and they're gonna rent it out it's smaller than our house and i can't i won't even tell you how much it sold for because it's kind of gross i don't want people to ever think we're bourgeois or something stupid like that because <laughs> we're not we're just freaking working class oi but the houses around here are selling for like a lot of money a lot more money than i bought we bought this one for it's just crazy again if you're new to the show we uh, i live in the wasatch back uh park city utah think of park city utah yeah 1980
0: 1982 you could have got five acres with a, a modest three-bedroom house for about sixty-five thousand dollars in heber
1: wow just well, think,
0: look at what it's junk.
1: I was uh, 18 in 1982 and I was in Central America. Why didn't you buy me a house, dude?
0: Yeah, I should have bought half a Main Street in Park City back You should
1: there. have bought a house and sat on it for five years waited for me to show up.
0: Tell <laughs> me about it. In L.A. Literally, I should have hit up my mom and dad and said, hey, you want to buy Main Street in Park City? Why didn't you guys ever do that? I've always wondered why you guys didn't do that. It was that poverty spirit from Calvary Chapel. Um, I don't want to you know diss them but man yeah it was just natural in all the religious community big poverty spirit it's weird huh
2: my
1: shirt on right something weird going on with my shirt yeah if you're new to the show you're really freaking out right now what's going on with my shirt it's uh it's a Tuesday morning. Uh we've been doing this show for over 3 years, Lenny. So if, if you're new to the show, Lenny Lenny Prada, he's a he's my old pastor from Los Angeles. If you're new to the show, you're you're here because you just friended me and you friended me because I'm thinking because I'm I'm a musician or something and you probably heard of my band Scattered Few, if you haven't, <laughs> you're lost. But Lenny was my pastor during that whole Scattered Few thing. Lenny uh, married my wife and I back in the eighties, and he was our pastor during the whole scattered few thing. Uh, ah. And so, you know, if you for for all you haters out there that think I'm 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 a I'm a jerk, ask this guy about that. Man, this guy's been around for thirty plus years. If anybody knows I'm a jerk, it's this guy, and uh, and we're still talking. So maybe it's yeah. you
0: having yeah. a good time
1: too. <laughs> we're having a good time
0: raising out oh, yeah. the Phineas's.
1: Ah, right? Man. You
0: got that right. That's
1: some that's some heavy stuff. Last night we talked about Phineas.
0: I was more um in tune on Facebook last night than I was on Zoom in the past. It was just coming left and right, left and right while you yeah. guys were all talking.
1: Oh man, yeah, that's funny. Did you uh, we have a we have a, a guest today. We have a special guest today on, on the Chameleon Church Show she's a she's a wife and a mother and her and her husband joined our community i'm um, i i do not know 12 years ago something like that and she initially signed on to be merch girl and photographer and went on went on tour was on tour with us and then we got back from tour and we're in the studio working on on the on the uh an album called 1518 by the band ministries walking that came out in 2010 And uh, and I found out I I don't it was accidentally found out that she uh, played keyboard and sang, which kind of angered me because we needed another singer and a keyboardist. So after I slapped her around a little bit, she agreed to uh, be in the band. And uh, so her her and her husband are are formidable musicians. It's they have a a lot of uh, like schooling and education and 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 they have theory and you know little things like that that I don't have that really come in handy. Her name's Alyssa, and she she's an absolutely vital and integral part to this ministry, to our Chameleon Church ministry, and our and our just everything that we do ministry wise. She is a vital part to the ministry. Uh, doesn't matter what we're doing, whether it's uh, the music piece or the the book piece and the editing, uh, research, all sorts of stuff like that. She's involved with that, and uh, it's it's really important. To, to what we do and how we do it, it's, she's a, she's a huge resource, and uh, so I so we we have a lot of we have a lot of you know women follow our ministry uh, whether it's the books uh, whatever it is to help with that w- with that aspect of of the of the sister the sister in the ministry that you know read the books follow along they're they're involved with Monday nights they're watching the Chameleon Church show that's why I had my wife and my daughter on here a few weeks ago. Uh, my wife and I did a—it uh, was called—when when we were still on Lamb. we did a show called uh, Lifestyles, Messianic Lifestyles or something like that. And it was an interview with my wife and I talking about life and stuff like that. So I, I, to me, it's important to be able to put two things. One, to put a face with the name and also, you know, you know people—to put a face with, with the name, but also to, um, you know, support m- women in ministry and to support the women that are supporting this ministry. So Alyssa— there you are, and I'm frozen in time.
2: You are.
1: Hey, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? I know I, I just brought, you know, said a little, a little here or there. Here's who you are and all that. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah. Um, Say hello. <laughs> you leave me backstage, so I can't shake my head no when you're talking me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you pretty much covered it. We So we would have made the commitment to come down and go on tour, like, last week in 2009.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. So, it's been, it was like what, so last down. week, 12 years ago.
2: Yeah. And we got down. So we got down there like the 14th of July or something. So yeah, it'll be 12 years like next week or close to that.
1: Wow. Um, so explain to people what, what it is that you're talking about.
2: Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, so my husband and I, got married in 2007 and he was playing in a Christian rock band and doing his music thing and whatever. Um, and went to Nashville in the spring of 2008. A lot of you have heard that story, Matt Allen, um, was kind of ignoring the Holy Spirit's prompting to join the band (laughs) that, that Allen was, um, there to promote and start and the ministry and all of that. And he put it off for a year and, fought the Holy Spirit on it. And then in 2009, after I had kind of like knocked on him over and over and over and over again, saying you should have done this, you should have done this. We went to Cornerstone, which is a festival in Illinois um, where we met up with them. They were going to be playing. Basically, we were like, all right, we know we screwed up and we will do whatever it takes to you know fix this and we'll come on the road. We'll do sound, we'll do merch, whatever. Um, and so we, within two weeks, we packed up all of our stuff Got out of our lease at our apartment in Wisconsin. Drove to Texas. We were there for about twelve hours, down on a bus, <laughs> um, for three months. I think. Yeah, I think it was three months. We always joke that it's like Gilligan's Island. Uh, <laughs> supposed to be a three-month tour, and it turned into tw- going on twelve years.
1: So, so, so you, so you guys, so so Ian, your husband avoided getting involved with us for a year. Then you guys finally do and you pack up your you leave your home, family, everything to drive to Dallas so that you could jump into a tour bus the, the next day for three months with, with absolute complete strangers.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I have to ask the question because you know somebody has to be asking the question and if they're not they're, they're weird they want you basically ran off and joined the circus. Um, (laughs) why, why would you do that? Why did you do that?
2: Well, I mean, the the easy answer, I guess, is because the Holy spirit was convicting (laughs) for the, for an entire year, pretty much. Um, I, I think it's you usually say that the woman, the wife can be the voice of the Holy spirit in a marriage. And I was very convicted shortly after he met you in April 2008. And it, the first conversation about joining the band happened. And I was like, Yes, that's what we need to do. But um, it just didn't. That wasn't what he wanted to do. And wasn't what um, sounded fun or sounded <laughs> comfortable or anything like that. Well, he, but. Wanted
1: a, he wanted to he wanted to rock.
2: Yeah, yeah. He he a, was, uh...
1: Yeah, he wanted to rock and we were doing this, you know, <laughs> yeah middle eastern tribal right. healing and easy listening worship band
2: yeah. something he you know wasn't familiar with had never done whatever all of that yeah. um and so i think he knew like he'll tell you that he was like i don't want to i don't want to but he knew um and then it just got to a point where we just couldn't ignore it anymore like everything was pointing that way and just the way that things in our life were going and the things the things that we were, you know, learning and waking up to and all of that stuff that had started shortly after we got married. And it was just like, you know, this is what we need to do. Like there's, there are people who believe like we believe and that follow the Holy Spirit and that, you know, are doing this. And we just need to go. Um,
1: Were you guys, were you guys already uh, Torah observant?
2: Just barely. Um, We were both kind of starting to learn and research more i i had kind of been like that growing up um when i i grew up in a lutheran church in like teeny tiny farm town wisconsin um and was the kid that would like ask my lutheran pastor you know why aren't we doing passover what what is easter like i don't see that in the bible whatever so much so that we actually held a seder in our lutheran church because i asked him to uh, <laughs> but we weren't i mean we grew up Normal Christian and celebrated
1: so when you seen you grew up normal Christian, so you weren't raised in the Torah community, what about charismatica?
2: um i this is a funny switch. I started going based on some friend like the friends group that I had I started going to an a o g church when I was a young teen um and so I was there from like fifteen to eighteen um and got baptized in the Holy Spirit there and all of that, and so yeah. Um, but that was still that it was kind of surface level, I guess. Mm-hmm. like it wasn't it wasn't like a daily part of right. life. you know when you go to church, that's great. You sing, you worship, you speak in tongues a little bit mixed in with mm-hmm. your worship. like it's not it wasn't like a lifestyle walk kind of right. thing. So, and I think that was part of like the motivation to get out of that and to go and take that step of faith because we could see there are people who do this every single day right and it's not, like just when we go to church on
1: Sunday right so then you weren't so you had a, a, a some sort of charismatic experience or background uh mm-hmm. and you were questioning about why why people weren't why why christians don't keep the commandments and then mm-hmm. you run into us and you meet us we're all we're 100 charismatic and 100 torah observant so was that like and so that was an attractant that was like mm-hmm. wow these people are doing what I think we should all be doing yeah was exactly. it a, how was that transition
2: oh gosh well, <laughs> I was there
1: I was there yeah. I could tell them but it's better to hear from you
2: <laughs> I mean obviously it's it was overwhelming like to dive in like that but I mean mm-hmm. obviously it was it was just the way to almost make like a clean break. I don't know how to say that without sounding. I don't know, but it, yeah, to, to, you know, just go for it and like take that dive. And there was like adjustments. Like I had never lived away from my family for more. I did a couple semesters at college in Florida, but like, other than that, I had never been away from my family for a long time. We were with a bunch of people who all knew each other really well and we were still kind of new. And so it was hard to, it took some time to find our place and yeah. just feel like, feel like part of everybody else. Yeah, I know. Learning how to
1: like I, stay involved,
2: and not shut down, and you're going to tell the staying in the room story. No, uh,
1: no, 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 <laughs> not that one. The other <laughs> how one. Many pe- how many people? Share- share-
2: when we went home the first time.
1: Can? I- what were you saying, Landy? How
0: many people were in the bus at that time? The whole community, or well, there's an.
1: Um, it was an eight-piece band, and two to three crew. So there's about eleven people, if not more, oh. maybe eleven plus. yeah. yeah living in yeah. a like living in a bus full time for well the, when they first jumped in the bus we didn't come back till for three months
2: yeah right.
1: so uh, yeah i was gonna talk i was gonna see i was gonna ask you permission if i could share the first couple times you guys went back home but... oh yeah that's fine <laughs> okay so so uh, the, so the first so they showed up like in june or july early july and then, so and then they, we were on the road for three months in the bus. And then we all, then we after the after we get off the road, they move into they move into the house. We had a really big house in Dallas. The majority of us lived in this in this house. So they had, you know, they're a married couple, so they have their own room. It was a big room above the garage, actually, pretty nice sized room. And then the holidays show up, and so they're going to go back to Wisconsin to spend the holidays with their family. And we took bets on whether they were coming back or not. (laughs) And then, and they came back. We're like, Oh, okay. And then another year goes by. We're on the road. We're in the studio. We're touring. We're doing all that. The second holiday season show up and they go back. We take bets whether or not they're going to come back and then they come back and then we do another year. Now it's 2011, right? Or something like that. We, We do another year and they go back and, uh, there are, and, and and somebody asked me, "Do you think they're going to come back?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, they're going to come back." So after the after the first two years, I, we stopped taking bets on whether they are coming back. And it, but but here, let me explain why why we were wondering whether they are going to come back. They were living in community. They didn't really have living in community experience. And you've heard us talk about that, you know, a lot. And that's you know, you've you've heard us talk about. Don't forget to turn off your lights. Wash your clothes. <laughs> you know, clean up after yourself. All that because. Those are the things community. You do not live in community if you want to hide. You you know, living in community exposes everything about you, good, bad, or indifferent. And and not only is, is does it expose all that, but you are now, but you're also required to coexist with all the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Lenny's Lenny knows about community life. You get a
0: very a variation of personalities, and everyone is different. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I lived in community for like eight years, and that was that was the old Jesus movement, literal communal ministry. Right. You turned in all your money at the end of the week that you made, Uh, and you uh, got an allotment for a pair of jeans at the end of the month, if you were lucky.
1: Yeah, yeah, we 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 don't actually do that. So pe- here's the funny thing, because so we would have visitors vis- people would visit us with, uh, to see whether they should join our community or not, and they would always take the hellermans aside <laughs> and ask them if they were if we were a cult, and they would ask them questions like, "Are you I'm allowed never- to have jobs outside of the community? <laughs> do you have friends outside of the community? Can you come and go as you please?" And they're like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> "We're not a cult." <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of people think we're a cult oh and then so i remember the first time the one on the, the first tour you guys went on we went by uh through arizona to my brother's house who's very
0: uh
1: well yeah I've, I've told you flat out he's in a cult he's in a sacred name movement cult and he's incredibly legalistic when it comes to Torah observant and so we were there for shabbat and so they've they've you know the women have to wear hair head head covering which isn't not that's not what that bible's talking about that and then there's a picture of you and who else and, and right with head coverings oh all the yeah. girls with head coverings and they went online and her family's like oh my god she's joined a cult yeah.
2: Ian's mom. <laughs>
1: oh man <laughs> that's crazy right we're not a cult <laughs> people still think we're a cult so do you mind sharing with the people what it is you you do for the ministry, Chameleon Church? You know, what's it like? What, what's it what's it like to be? So we got Christina and Safran's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, perspective. I'd like to I'd like to get your perspective. I'd like well I'd like for you to share your perspective with the people. And one of these days, we got to get Shondell on here.
2: We should, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, well, a lot of people know that we recently. Well coming up on a year ago, sold our house and have been traveling. So like the dynamic has changed a little bit. So I don't know, I'm kind of the wherever I can help, whatever I can do kind of person. So right now for me a lot of that is helping with proofreading. If you're in the Exodus to in gathering stuff, I'm sitting in the back making sure that all the commas are in the right place and stuff like that, as far as a practical application goes of what I do right now. Um, But just as a whole, we're still, you know, walking together, even if now we're not physically in Utah, just having a group of people that we can always come to and always trust to pray for us and interact with us and just link shields. It's nice to know that we have that support system. And so I, I don't know, I just continue to like serve as best as I can. I don't I don't know. I I don't feel Alan always talks like I do so much. I don't feel like I do. (laughs) do You do. (laughs) Um, I do I I I, I told them I make sure that all the commas are in the right place. That's what I do.
1: (laughs) So So, um, um
2: I, so Alyssa, I don't know. Alyssa has
1: a huge servant's heart. So, uh, what kind of what kind of stuff do you do for Command Church? Like, for example, so we know that you sing and play keyboards in the band, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So when we do music, you're you're there. Uh, Ian just played some guitar in the studio for us, you know, mm-hmm. right? He just he just did something. Um, so then, okay, so the so the other aspects of the ministry we have the books, we have mm-hmm. the community. Uh, at large now it's it's like really huge now globally because of the books we've we've been we've either the music people have come in and then people from like the different various uh, communities that we've been involved with whether it's now you see tv take on the world uh Root awakening those people have come in and uh so besides, so there's the books, like maybe you can share, like what do you do when it comes to the books? What do you do when it comes to the live streaming? What about the research? What about the the marketing, the merchandise? There's a bunch of stuff that you do. I,
2: no. See, to us,
1: it's just normal everyday I life, about, right? i not
2: talking about myself. <laughs> uh,
1: here, here, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll do like this. Uh, empowering women in ministry segment. Oh That's what this gosh. is. The empowering women in ministry segment, right, Lenny? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean... I don't know i kind of said it while you were getting coffee like i just it's my goal to just serve where i can um so right now for me that looks like editing content and i i try to help facilitate when we do the devotionals um on monday nights and be there as just a support and um i i may not talk a whole lot i'm there you know praying and listening and just trying to be there to insert, like when I if just a tidbit or something that might be helpful. Um, he knows I, I, I'm. He knows I'm not super <laughs> talkative. I'm very introverted, so this is uncomfortable for me. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Oh, I will be making your calendar for next year. I gotta yes. that. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. I'm like looking forward to that because so. All right. So when it comes to like the calendar and all mm-hmm. the crazy stuff that the that the calendar, the the biblical calendar can do to us, like I mean, it gets it can get complicated sometimes, you know, especially when you're projecting ahead uh, for people, mm-hmm. you know, when you know when when the feasts are going to come in, when the the holy the high the high Sabbaths, when what days are they going to kick in regarding with the Gregorian and the Omer count and. The 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 pat the Passover Omer Omer count first fruits within Feast of Unleavened Bread that you know that whole debacle especially if everything lands especially when all of that lands on the weekend we're like oh <laughs> well the my go to person to like Alyssa uh, is uh, the the one that we go to you know we w- a lot of the back and forth is between Alyssa and I. To make sure you know we uh, we're, we're we're checking each other. I'm checking what she's saying. She's checking what I'm saying. As far as to make sure that our calendar dates are correct uh, and that they're valid and and that and because we're projecting and everything is based on a fluid. New, we we believe in the visible crescent, so that's fluid. So there's that. There's all those pieces. so when it comes to the calendar, there's a there's a big piece there. Um, my wife does a lot of stuff behind the scenes when it comes to the shemitah. And um, and so then and then she wrangles in Alyssa and you know and my daughters uh, for the shemitah year, which I know Aspen's very interested in that because of the uh, what's going on you know the coming shemitah year. So so when it comes to the calendar, you do a lot of work when it comes to the calendar, making sure all the dates are in alignment with uh, both with the Gregorian, the moon cycles, as well as the you know the actual uh, fixed Jewish calendar. So because of that, she's going to be she's actually going to be compiling next year's calendar, which should be out by available by August, between August and October, right?
2: yeah because
1: mm-hmm. we, uh, we, we have we have to have it ready for uh, October for the Rude Awakening segment that's coming out. like it's actually Halloween. In, actually imprint in oh yeah, right the Halloween the Halloween. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um what that's else my <laughs> calendar you do proofreading
2: yeah admin <laughs> that's kind of my yeah. details it's, details and admin yeah
1: is- and it and it and it helps it's a blessing to, to my wife and i it helps my wife and i when when it comes to all this because see i i would it, it alleviates a lot of that information that you know i'll i'll go to my wife this takes a lot of off of her you're your what you do which is a huge help all around you know
2: yeah no that's good i mean i think that's a lot of about getting sappy that's a lot of what community is about like just being able to share the load and like alan might be the face that you all see a few times a week well every day with incorruptible but um you know there's a lot going on behind the scenes yeah and it's just everybody can fill in and it's not just one person saying this is how it is all the time it's you know there's a group of us that you know we bounce things off of each other and we disagree and we argue and we figure it out and (laughs) we don't always end up all agreeing on the same thing but that's okay because you know we're all committed to the same goal I guess
0: I've seen a lot of people through the years and what was so authentic is the fact of your servanthood both you and Ian the servanthood behind the scenes, there was no pretension or anything. And I really was always amazed and just, just privileged to be a friend because I saw that in you guys and you continue to do that. I really see that. I mean, just the example alone is uh, an example of what discipleship is and being a disciple. Just the servanthood, which you don't see that a lot. You really don't. And it's had a lot of time to unmanifest, and it's never unmanifested. It's just gotten deeper and more real. I really appreciate all that you do for this ministry. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. As a career pastor, Lenny, you know you know how hard it is to find oh. that and to have that and to it's difficult.
0: I you know. Yeah, and in the old church structure too, yeah. they come and go as the wind. Let me tell you, because oh, I know it starts out like that, and then oh boy.
1: Yeah, I, I've always said even even before. I mean, I've always said the uh, the whole. It's impossible to do any of this alone. Yeah, you know, it, 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 you can't do a band by yourself, and if you are doing a band are you a solo musician or what you know i'm saying you can't do the what what i've done musically i can't do by myself i can't do the book thing by myself i can't do the live stream thing by. i can't do anything you know by myself you have to have a team you have to have people you know that's and you know like the root and i've and i've and i and i always brag about the root awakening team because it's a it's a strong team diverse team and Michael Root's very, very lucky to have that type of team building that it's, and it's difficult to build that team because you're trying to find people that to duplicate yourself, but that can also do what you do that the idea is that they can replace you. And that's, exactly. and that's the, and that's the, the rabbi principle, right? That's the yeah. discipleship model. Now exactly. we can, so there's three perspectives of the, of the discipleship model. We can actually discuss, uh, with our time. Um, Alyssa's is going to have a piece of perspective that's going to be different than mine, which is going to be different than yours. So I'll go first. The rabbi principle, the, the, the discipleship model, is, is supposed to be: you're supposed to go out like Jesus modeled. We're supposed to be doing what Jesus did, and that's go out, find disciples that you believe you can duplicate yourself into, and then you instill your, you know, you 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 teach them, you equip them to surpass you because that surpassing is the sign of a good rabbi or a good you know and so that's what we're trying to that's what we try to do I'm not afraid for someone to rise up but but you saw that change in the 70s and 80s Lenny it's a different model right totally what was what was the model that, what what did that discipleship model look like if if there even was one
0: well there really wasn't because we taught I said this before, the model that we had was church turning people and how to be churchmen. And that really was skewed. Hireless. It really was because they had to be faithful to the church to build the church rather than the kingdom. We had very little understanding of what that was. And, you know, when the Lord builds us, it's all about character. And, man, we make a lot of mistakes along the way. And he knew that. And he's never given up on us. And that part of discipleship is only proven over time. Yeah. Because it has to do with humility and it has to do with servanthood and it has to do with repentance, basically. But it also has to do with that obedience that the individual has to Torah. And that's where pastors got in the way. You be you be obedient to me. You be obedient to the church. And that is not that's death. And that's what he's changed. That's why this platform, I believe, I'm sorry, I I love the community of the church, but he's tweaking it for the end times that we're living in. And this platform here has a lot more potential to reach the nations and what he is about to do than I've ever seen before. That's why it's intriguing to watch.
1: Yeah. I actually... I think, I think it was in this book I actually said, I, I'm, I'm against Internet church. And then what does God do? He does <laughs> this to me. And I'm like, oh. Alyssa, what's your perspective on discipleship, being discipled, all that?
2: Yeah. For me, I think the biggest thing is getting past yourself. How do I explain that? What I mean, I guess, is when you commit to something like this, you have to know that there's going to be times when you and your flesh are going to be like, I'd rather not, this is uncomfortable, whatever. I think it's a choice that you have to make to stay committed to it and to just walk and to be open to listen. And I mean, over the last, over a decade now, (laughs) it's just been nice to have people to walk with that you... You don't always agree, we talked about this before, like we fight, we bicker, we disagree on things, but you know that the reason that they are doing the things that they do and saying things that they say is because they actually care about you and want you to grow. And I think it's really important to keep that focus because we've, we've been around 12 years, we've seen a lot of people come and go. Like, right, so yeah. What is that yeah. like? How weird
1: is that? Or how scary is that? Because does, you've got to second guess yourself when, when, you, when you see that happening.
2: Yeah. it's For me, it's more sad than anything. Um, but, yeah, of course, it's a little bit scary. Or, like, if you wanted to take up that spirit of sense and be like, oh, they're right. This is my out. Like, I, you know, I have an excuse now. Um, but I think that just <clears throat> that kind of goes back to that, like, stepping outside of yourself and not letting your flesh, you know, step in and take over and you just have to really focus on what it is that the Lord is showing you and what the Lord is teaching you and that's another important thing is like you're being discipled but you're not becoming a minion, I guess. <laughs> like you're not just whatever they tell you is what happens. Like the goal is to walk in it yourself and be able to function in the Holy Spirit and be able to hear the Lord speak and All of these things. So if you are being discipled and you're growing, then when stuff like that happens, you don't have to just go off what the leader is saying because you'll have the spirit will be backing you up or will be saying, yeah, this is wrong. And I mean, when we see people go, we can see the fruit of and the process of them falling away, I guess. It's tragic,
0: but, it?
2: Yeah, it's really sad, and like you can point to the different times and things, and what happens as that break happens, and as that yeah. backslide happens. So yeah, I mean, it's sad. Sure, it could be scary, but I, I guess I just have the confidence that you know this is a narrow road, <clears throat> and if I had like a check in my spirit, it's you know I I don't feel like oh I just have to believe everything that so-and-so is telling me it's
0: mm-hmm. I know
2: well, I have the Holy Spirit and I know that this is the right thing that we are supposed to do and you know it's
1: it does make sense how <laughs> okay. much trust, how much trust in your leadership is required
2: I mean I would say a lot it's you have to trust that they have your best interest at heart and that they're not doing these things or teaching these things or asking this of you out of selfish gain or out of, I don't know, some kind of like sick desire to control people. (laughs) So I think that trust is really important because obviously you can put yourself under people who are not.
1: Yeah. And I've said that before. Yeah. Right. And I've said that before, you know, it's not cult. The cult leaders aren't the ones that fascinate me. It's the people that follow cult leaders that freak Mm -hmm. me out. You yeah know? it's like what are like you doing right yeah, you don't, don't
2: see red other... flags you don't yeah
1: yeah I mean. that's what trips me out
2: mm-hmm.
0: um you know the first person that you can always see it they always say well you're trying to control me how many times have you heard that alan yeah and you know what also it's a matter of communication and me and linda always said here's the smoking gun well the lord told me yeah, that's my favorite Oh my gosh, that's a bullet in this in the in the belt. And I'm going, they have no clue. All you have to do is ask and ask for um, advice and prayer. And people usually say, Well, no, I don't need to do that because you might say this, and you're going, Well, that am I your leader or not? Yeah. Do I care for your soul or not? And that's- I mean I've heard that a hundred times and almost everyone that said that they've fallen away. Right. And see, that's
1: the thing, you know, I would be concerned. And and my wife and I, I mean, we, we, I mean, Alyssa would can tell you, we, we, Not we don't second guess ourselves, but we question ourselves, you know, Um, like when people leave, what could we have done to keep them from leaving? Did we do something? Did we not do something? Did we cause them to leave and all that? And then when you, and then when you see how they leave, why they leave and then you see their life a year, two, three, four years down the road after they leave, it's like <laughs> wow, there was nothing we could have done to do. Does you know, they need Jesus. They need to get saved. You know, it's like
2: I think a lot- that's a good point, Alan. I think sorry, I did interrupt you. I think that's a good point though, because you also you guys don't hide that. Like maybe that was part of it not being scary when people leave is because we see you guys like, we see how it affects you, and you don't just, you know, it's not just like, fine, you do you, bye, we're right, whatever. Like, there's yeah. a genuine response when that yeah. happens. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think about Sydney, it's like,
2: <sighs>
1: it's just heartbreaking. You know, it's... um what can you do? You know, you do everything you can. It's like, it really is. You can, like Lenny, you, you, you understand this. You can lead the, these sheep to water, but you can't make them drink. You know, you can yeah. do it. You can, Jesus did everything he could possibly do on earth, and they still rejected him. Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? How could you possibly blame me for your life or your walk or your inability to hear God or do God? or You know what I'm saying? I'm not Jesus. I've never even suggested that I am, and I've never even said what Paul said, and that's imitate me as I imitate God, and you'll be good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Think about Yeshua's words. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. Well, that voice has got to go from the beginning of the book to the end of the book.
1: Right. And And everything
0: in between.
1: And that's a good segue to a question that we have here. What if one would say they've been a Christian their entire life and will argue that they've never heard God's voice? That's not very uncommon. I, I can't tell you how often I talk to people and that's what they tell me. I've, they don't hear, they've never heard God's voice. Well, that's a concern for me, especially if the majority of them are lifelong Christians that say that. They're, not li- they're lifelong Christians, what they're, really, they're lifelong re- religious people. I, I use I actually use the word Christian as defined by what it should be, and that's someone that actually has an interactive relationship with God, that actually knows God and is known by God. And Jesus said, "My sheep know my voice." Yep. And so I always suggest that if you don't hear His voice, it's probably because you're not His sheep. People think that you're the not infused with His Spirit. Right. People think that's, that's huge. Hard. Right. People think that's harsh, but it's, But here's why it's not harsh. 1,000% of this is on you. So Jesus draw, God draws men unto himself, right? You respond, and you get saved. So now you're a Christian, and now you're saved, and now Jesus is your Lord. Okay, now what? Well, chances are you didn't go to a church that told you what to do, the now what. But the now what is... You seek out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You draw near to him, and he'll draw near near to you. And you resist the devil, and he'll flee. And you put yourself under godly spiritual authority and leadership and allow yourself to be discipled and trained and equipped, which is why we do what we do here. And that's everything Alyssa just told you, you her and her husband did, and that you need to do too. I, I guarantee you, That Alyssa hears Alyssa and Ian can hear God's voice better today than they could 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Would that be true, Alyssa? Absolutely. So how do you learn and how do you how do you go about learning how to hear how to discern and hear God's voice from all the noise?
2: I mean, I think that comes from spending time in the quiet place and getting to know the Holy Spirit
1: does living or interacting or walking with those that can help absolutely (laughs) (laughs) but people don't know people don't get
2: that no i know it's not i wouldn't recommend like going off on your own if you've never done it before and just deciding you're going to listen to what (laughs) you hear Right, Um, you have to test the spirits um but yeah i mean having that's like i mean i know that we are in such like a technological generation now where it's like you can go online to learn anything but you wouldn't i mean if you were learning a trade you wouldn't just go off and start i don't i can't the first thing that popped in my head was blacksmithing for some reason (laughs) like you wouldn't go off and try to learn this trade that you've never done before without someone who has done it to kind of talk you through it show you demonstrate walk with you as you learn how to do what it is you want to do um and i just uh, I'm
1: sorry. Do you see that example in the Bible?
2: Uh, yes. Repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's not, I don't under. I just, I don't understand the lone wolf. Like I'm going to try and do this by myself thing because that's just not the model and
1: it's rebellion, it, right? It's, Disobedience.
2: Yeah.
0: I guarantee if you talk to the people who walk away, you ask him this one question, does he know you? <laughs> because remember what Yeshua says, I never knew you. And I like to walk with people that can say he knows me. That's huge.
1: Yeah.
0: People ask, well, are you saved? That's not the question. That's not the operative question. Does he know you? And that's the people I want to walk with. And you can tell when someone is known by God. You really can because it's not grandiose it's it's peaceful yeah it's it's beyond what we can understand i mean ah, that's where the heart gets broken when you see people walk away and the scary part is did he ever really know them i don't know
1: we've talked about the it's more important the most more important than knowing him is is are you known of him does he know you right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, right and and we talk about proximity and we gave we give the example of uh, the backstage pass you know uh, are you backstage are you on in the wings are you on the stage you know but does the band know you you know
0: yeah
1: proximity you know and discipleship is it's it's modeled by those that have gone before you you know you're going to be a better musician if you're hanging around excellent musicians if you're if if all you do is hang out with garage bands you're probably going to sound like that you know if you want to speak in tongues hang out with those that speak in tongues if you want to heal the sick hang out with those that heal the sick if you want to cast out demons hang out with those that cast out demons prophecy hang out with prophets you know, dream interpreter tr- interpretation, hang out with dream interpreters, on and on and on and on and on. That's the model. Jesus modeled that model, it's in the New Testament, it's supported by the writers of the epistles. Lenny and I are gonna say, Yeah, that's that's how it's done as leaders. Alyssa, as someone that's been under discipleship for 10, 12 years, right? Who who I've worked with, do you see that? Not only is that the model what what do you think? Is that the is that not, not only is that the model, but is that has that helped that model? Does that model work?
2: Yes, yeah. I mean, I I can't imagine the of the, I can't imagine what would have happened if we had had the revelation that we had before we moved to Texas and just tried to figure it out where we were. Surrounded by people who don't believe what we are like receiving and what we are learning and if we had just tried to take that upon ourselves and figure it out, I guess, I can't imagine how different it would look or like how quickly it would have gotten weird or goofy or yeah, I don't know. Like I said before, it's just, it's even in practical life things like that's, it doesn't make sense to try and figure it out when it's something that there's been a model set up by the one that you call savior for Thousands of years, but suddenly you know you're not going to do that because you don't want to come under authority or you don't want to submit or whatever it is. Like I don't, I just I don't understand that. Like I, I want to walk the way that his followers walked, and that way is to come under authority and to learn and to walk and to humble yourself and um, I, I don't know, just do it the way he did it. I guess.
1: Right. And you've, <laughs> um, you've heard us, you've heard us talk about how it's transferable. Mm-hmm. Duplicative. Right. Is that a word? Duplicative? I
2: think
1: so. <laughs> that a word? Able to duplicate? Duplicative? Right. I like it. I like Duplic- it. Duplicative. 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 We should probably look it up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I should <laughs> know that. Uh-huh. So,
1: before um, Texas Red is asking, if, if, well, he's saying if that's the case and we need to move away from this church we attend. I'm not saying that. Here's what I will say you better find out from God what church you're supposed to go to. Um, mm-hmm. If you're supposed to go to that church, doesn't matter how bad it is, you better stay at that church.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, don't don't leave a church because of anything I've said. You need to ask the Lord where you're supposed to be, and then that's what you go and do. Um, I've had people in the Torah community scoff and mock me because I've shared the testimony of how we stayed at a church for nine and a half years that was absolutely demonic. God would never do that. God would never. That was that wasn't God, Alan. I'm like. <laughs> And you're and and you and you're and you're and you're saying that based on what authority or experience or whatever? Yeah, no, they don't they don't know what they're talking about. Um, God will do that. God does that. Uh, it's in the Old and New Testament that He does stuff like that. Oh, I'm frozen again. Am I going to come back? It's been it's been. Oh, look at that. It's been going pretty good. Um, so here's, here's a question. So it's been twelve years. Are your is your family still convinced? That, I know one one of your family members doesn't like me. Uh, <laughs> um, does your family is your family still convinced you're in a cult? What do they think about it? Now, twelve um, years later.
2: Well, I think they've seen that we. I don't know how to say this. They're not oh, like. I have I
1: immediate family that doesn't like me.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think that they've seen a that we still talk to them. And we nice, have a disappearance right? off the face of the planet.
1: Normally a cult. Keeps you, right? Normally a cult keeps yeah. you from contact with your family, right?
2: Right. Um, I also <laughs> think that they've seen a lot of the fruit in our lives because um how do I say this nicely? Things, you know, like we walk in favor and things, bad things that happen that they're dealing with, you know, we prosper through things and we there are you know we're we've been traveling on the road for a year. We have more money in our bank account than we did when we left. See, like
1: it's kingdom, right? <laughs> exactly. So I
2: economy. Think, yeah. Yeah. They don't, you know, they don't ask us like, you know, I mean we never get asked like if we're okay <laughs> or anything. Um because I think that they see it. And we've I've actually got a few family members, not immediate, but um who, you know, ask questions and want to know why our life looks the way that it looks and why we do the things that we do and how we can live the way that we live and see the fruit that we see. So I think especially now that they know that we're not just running off to join the circus.
1: Right, right, <laughs> um, right, right.
2: They can see it that it's been maintained and it's grown and
1: you know, now, so. you're 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 traveling and starting your own little circus. <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you got, you
1: got your own little monkey, don't you? one
2: want, want to move, yeah. He's yeah. definitely.
1: How old is your son?
2: <laughs> he just turned three.
1: Dang. He's
2: acting oh very three. Nice. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's. We're, we talked to Alan about this a little bit. We're seeing some of the human come through lately. You know, if you know, they're not like a little sweet baby with no, uh, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> but, yeah, it's. It's interesting to watch them grow and see the things come out to the surface that you're like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with (laughs) that as you train them. uh,
1: Lenny, do you have any questions for Melissa? You have to say yes, because we got like 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um,
2: And if you don't ask me questions, I probably won't talk because I'm very.
0: (laughs) What do you see like in the next year happening for you and your family? Cause you're busy and you guys are traveling in your traveling. What are you guys looking for?
2: So our goal this entire time has just been to ask the Lord. And I guess this goes back to the whole servant thing, ask the Lord where we need to be and how we need to serve. Um, and I mean, a lot of the times it hasn't been something glamorous that we can stick on social media and look like, look what we're doing. Hey, you know, support our ministry. But in the last 11 months, we've had so many chances to just walk with people through things that they're going through. We show up and something happens and we're like, okay, Lord, that's why we're here. What can we do? Um, We originally thought it was going to be, hey, we're going to travel for a few months and find a house and settle down and maybe travel some more. But it's just turned into this opportunity to be willing to follow his voice and be what we need to be. And, um, you know, it's it's Alan's the one who says, you know, you need a stronger word to stay than to go um, because he says to go. And so we've just been trying to be willing to go (laughs) um, even if it's uncomfortable and I'd rather be back here settled, having my cute little house, my cute little family and my job and whatever. Um, So, I, I mean, the next year, I don't, I don't feel like we're settling down just yet. So I think it'll be more of being willing to go where we need to go. And I, we were prompted recently to start writing down, like when, as we drive, we pray for treasures and writing them down so that we can seek them out when we stop. Um, yeah, I I don't know if that's a good enough answer, but, um, and I'm, I mean, I feel like there will be some tag along with possibly Alan with all of this new stuff coming out. And I'm hoping that we'll get to do some traveling and supporting that way. Um, with all of the new growth and all the the if the, when we whenever we get this book done, um, and just I don't know I feel like that's coming.
0: Um, you know, it's which, because of the social norms they think that everybody has to be settled, but you're planted in the house of the Lord. That's the community that you're in, and so if you're traveling and doing this, wow, that's valid. That's valid, and the interesting thing is is that. The pressures come from family and everything else.
2: Well, you need to do this, this, and this.
0: And yeah, we
2: get like once a week, hey, did you find a house yet?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But you, I, I, the word that came to me is that you're planted in the house of the Lord. That's safety, that's real safety. And you, you have a commitment, you're under authority, and uh, your service is definitely showing unbelievable fruit for the kingdom of God and I just want to encourage you don't don't give in to those kind of pressures because you're doing what God's telling you to do
2: thank you yeah I it would be I wouldn't want to be doing what we're doing without knowing that I could come back to our community for help <laughs> like I uh, I don't know it would be a lot scarier if we were all on our own. And I think that's kind of uh, what we've been talking about. Yeah. But um, I don't know, like having that support and having the people that we know that we can come to and that have our backs and that, I don't know. It's just, that's comforting. And thank you. And I know what I
0: wanted to ask you. Do you still have your cat?
2: We have, yes, we have Bert. <laughs> Bert. Bert lives in the RV with us and we had, a couple of cats. We have, I have a very good friend who works at the rescue that I still work for remotely, um, who is watching our crazy orange cat who would have shredded the entire RV by now. (laughs) Um, And she, I mean, poor guy, uh, thought it was gonna be for a couple of months. So she may become his cat, but yeah, Bert, the big squishy one stays in the RV with us. Yeah. Important. We still have the cat.
0: (laughs) I know my, my pups loved you. They loved you guys. They they would run up to you and bypass me and linda if you ever came into the room so
2: we'll we'll have to we haven't been out to california yet
1: i was just gonna say you should probably head up to the they have the healing rooms up there come
0: on up to humble boy it's you'd love it up
2: here we should go and come back
0: yeah yeah you guys should check them out it's actually the coolest place in the nation and i mean that it hasn't got over 65 degrees yet
2: it's
0: going to be like a hundred here today. So So, so
1: not this weekend, but next weekend is our men's retreat. We've got, I don't know, almost a dozen people that'll, that'll be here uh, for that. And then after the men's retreat, I think uh, you guys are, I'm not sure where you're going, but um, you have a place to go. Go check out uh, Northern California. All
2: right. Yes, that might happen. We have, um, Well, our plans, our tentative plans that we had kind of fell through for August. I mean, Alan knows, but, um, yeah, we don't have to be anywhere until the middle of September. (laughs) So, um, but it's been really nice to be back here for a while and to kind of come back to home base and be able to, I don't know, like you can interact with each other on social media and through phone calls and text messages and stuff, but to like get to be back is really refreshing. And I think we all of us have needed it, yeah. <laughs> so it's been good for our family to get to come back and yeah. refreshed that way. Well, what's
1: interesting is like there's okay. people in the Idaho, the mm-hmm. Slamps. You could probably go visit them. I mean, there's 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 a there's a whole thing you, you guys could do. What's that? I,
2: I said, do you still talk to them? Oh, I haven't talked to them yeah. In a yeah. I guess we could yeah. do a whole little like yeah. you no know, no tour.
0: Josh <laughs> so, Laurie's right in Fortuna, and I know you guys know him. Yeah, Josh mm-hmm. Laurie let's yeah, see you guys. Let's see
2: Ryan well Ryan's gonna be down here for the men's retreat
1: right so how do people connect with you online
2: oh gosh um so we do have social media based off of our travels um, and you can find us on Facebook mm-hmm. at follow the Apollo um, the very vintage motorhome that we live in um, is the model is called Apollo and so we um, I believe on Facebook it's just Follow the Apollo on Instagram and follow the Apollo
1: I'm going to find it and send them the link. Okay.
2: (laughs) And I will try. We've been a little busy (laughs) editing books, having weddings, et cetera. So I haven't updated a whole lot. Um, But, yes, that's us. Um, And I try to post, but feel free to reach out. I mean, we always just – oh, here, I can – how do I do so, that? I don't know how to use this streaming or chat thing. I
1: got it right here. Here's the Facebook link. Okay. Yeah.
2: That us.
1: There's the follow. That's the mm-hmm. Facebook link. And then aren't you guys on Instagram?
2: Yeah. Um, so that one is follow the Apollo 76 because somebody
1: IG is at follow the Apollo 76. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the Instagram.
2: Yes, that's does.
1: And then, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you. But I'm thinking one of the ways people can pray for you is um, where you should go next. Yeah. Where you know where where God would have you go next.
2: hmm
1: um, The men's retreat is what through the 18th or 19th, something like that. I think, isn't it 16th or 19th? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so, if there's,
2: happen.
1: so yeah. if there's anybody out there that. I don't know. They might want you to come uh, and swing by there. Mm-hmm. That's how you can get a hold of them. And yeah. uh, be careful for, for weird internet stalker type people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you got you got a you got a couple Northern California spots and uh, um, how so how can how can people pray for you guys?
2: Well, yeah, I think you covered it. I mean, just it's our goal to be where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there. So. Clarity and direction for where we're supposed to be. Um, provision because the gas prices are now more than double than what they were when we started this. She's
1: crazy.
2: Um, I you mean, what, I can.
1: You get what they voted for.
2: Yeah, I I definitely don't want to discount the provision and favor we've had so far because our money is right. literally not disappearing like it should be. Um, so, but I would, lo- you know, I want to keep walking the way that we're supposed to be walking so that that continues. Um, And I don't want to just start doing our own thing so that, you know, we see that favored dwindle. Um, Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty much it. And just, I guess for God to continue to give us those appointments and to give us words and visions for people and ways that we can continue to be hands and feet. Um, I, I recently have been feeling, like I need to be praying for healing for people more. And so that's something that I need mean to, cause you all have seen how I've been even just on camera. It's uh, it's hard for me to step out and be like, Hey, can I pray for you? If, especially if I don't know you at all. Um, but that's something that I've been feeling burdened for recently. Um, so yeah, just, I guess, prayers for um, confidence and boldness for me <laughs> for that. Um,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. That's pretty much it, I guess cool and for our little man because traveling i mean he loves traveling but sometimes it's you know it's stressful for him too and long days on yeah. the road and all of that and
1: we know all about that
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. and pray so for we- alan to get to come on the road with us that'd be fun let's go on tour oh, <laughs> oh,
0: well, well. keep alan his own corner in the apollo <laughs>
2: no, no, no. Uh, <laughs>
0: No, you I can don't
2: have your we'll do a little caravan this time around. We don't all need to be in one tin can this time. We can right,
1: right, right. Drink. right. <laughs> Lenny, would you would you pray for, for the Hellermans? I sure will.
0: Abba, I want to thank you for the call that you have on Ian and Alyssa and Tom, Lord, I want to pray that you would bless them, Lord. That your hand has been with them, Lord, and your eyes have guided them, Lord, because What I see is they see you clearly. And uh, prophetically, I think they see clearly. I know they see clearly, Lord, because of their hearts and uh, because of their compassion. I pray that the fruit that has come from them, I know it glorifies you, Father. And uh, so I want to pray, Lord, this next year, you would show them every step of the way. Your provision would be there. Lord their heart, their love for you would in, increase even more and Lord their boldness would would uh, um, even increase because Lord you're putting them in the, in a lot of places where they're affecting the kingdom of God in, in people's lives so Lord thank you for them thank you for their skills their giftings and Lord their service to the kingdom of God and uh, to Alan Lord and to the ministry Lord that you've called them to. So bless them, Lord, and uh, put health and safety and provision and prosperity all around them. In Yeshua's name.
1: Amen. I double that. I back that up. I endorse that prayer. Um, Yeah. Thank you, Alyssa, for for joining us this morning. I know know it's not your norm, uh, but thank you for doing it. And uh, it's funny because Christina and Safran the same way. They're like, oh, what do I do? Oh, there's a camera
2: there, and people can see me. I'm very much behind the scenes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want to get Shondell on here, and I, and I want to get um, our our Jerusalem Israeli friends on here too. That's what, that's what I want to do. But, th- hey, thanks for being on here, and thank you for everything that you do for this ministry and Your for blessing. our family and our community and, and the work that we're doing. Um, we really appreciate all that you do for us and and what you do for the community. And I know these people appreciate it because we wouldn't be here without it. You know what I mean? So thanks. And we'll see you guys uh, next week.
0: You're listening to Chameleon Church, biblical antidotes for the modern man. With your host, Ellie Naguire. The views and opinions expressed during our broadcasts are solely those of the broadcast producers, hosts and or guests etc. and are not necessarily the views or opinions of the Travelog Network, its sponsors or affiliates.